This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You don't have to worry about anybody but St. Peter's. I'm not right now because who's going to win the second game? We don't know yet. I, I asked them, when are we going to know? They said, well, after the game. Yeah. You worry about it then. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday as we get set for March Madness. The voice there of Coach Cal. He's not worried about the next matchup. One, one thing at a time here for Coach Cal and uh, and the and the, uh, me, the Kentucky Wildcats number two seed in the East Region joining us right now on the Roman guest line to talk all things March Madness. Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet. Ken, welcome to the show. Look, there's a lot of angles we can uh, we can dive into here. But um, for you, what was the first thing that stood out when you saw the bracket? You saw the seedings. Was it a region? Was it a particular team? A seeding? What stood out most last night when we saw how this whole thing laid out? Uh, well, first off, hello guys, and uh, and good to be with you. And and I this is like one of my favorite days of the year because. We're not wrong about anything yet. You can just like make a lot of guesses, <laughs> bet like make a lot of bets, fill out fill out a lot of brackets. Nothing has happened yet. So like right now, it's kind of like before you buy the lottery ticket, and you're like, well, what am I going to spend that like hundred million dollars on? Like, oh, that car would be pretty fun. That house would be pretty fun. So it's just there's like a lot of positivity in the air right now, which is really good. Uh, the two things that stood out the most. So I'll give you I'll give you two. One would be, and I think a lot of people have had the same observation: the extent to which Kansas got one of the most beneficial draws possible for being a one seed. Um, I don't think that's like necessarily a mystery to anybody who's followed college basketball. The idea that Wisconsin was viewed as probably the weakest three by a lot, Providence was absolutely viewed as the weakest four by a lot, um, and Auburn, even though they had a very good season, I think a lot of people had a lot of questions because. They let a lot of bad teams hang around in a lot of close games with them. And Kansas drew all of them. They sort of, you know, hit the jackpot, basically, uh, in terms of their 2-3-4. Now, Kansas has some injuries and things that we need to follow as we kind of go through the tournament. But that would be observation one is just like, oh, my God, Kansas, look at this draw. And then number two is, like, what am I doing with the Mountain West teams in this bracket? And I know that's a little inside baseball for people um, that don't follow college basketball throughout the year. This is a conference that has been basically a laughing stock and a punchline in the NCAA tournament for about two decades. Um, every time they get teams in the tournament, even in advantageous situations, they lose often as big favorites. Um, it's a conference that's enjoyed basically no success 
in the NCAA tournament for a very long time. And they have a lot of teams that have an opportunity to change that this year in small spread games in the first round. So teams like Colorado State and Boise and San Diego State, who's in every year and loses every year, um, can they kind of change basically the reputation of their conference? They have a really good opportunity to do that this year. I don't know if they're going to do it, um, but that's another thing that stood out to me. Uh, let's start big picture, uh, Ken, just how you viewed this tournament overall. It's either Gonzaga's five points better than everybody else in the country, and they're going to come back and and they're going to win it this time around, or this thing's wide open and you can go X teams deep that can truly make a run to the final four and win the title. Uh, Where do you stand at the very top? So I I definitely have Gonzaga uh, a pretty large favorite over everybody. Now, obviously that's on a spreadsheet, right? It's on a piece of paper. It's not necessarily how it's going to play out. The probabilities in the market, like Gonzaga is such a big favorite to win their region. They're such a favorite to win the title. Like the market reflects that. So, you know, that's not necessarily an opportunity. Um, you know, I try to consider kind of all of these historical parameters and all this, you know, like what, what can we kind of learn about the NCAA tournament? Um, I think there are seven teams. I would kind of make the number seven that I would, uh, I could say could win the national championship and to varying degrees, obviously, um, you know, Gonzaga is going to win it more often uh, than everyone else. So I, I mean, I'll give you the seven. So uh, Gonzaga, Duke, Kentucky, Baylor, Villanova, Kansas, and Houston would be the seven that I would identify. Um, the others have sort of uh, things historically I don't particularly like. Um, they would be the first to do that if like Arizona or Auburn or Texas Tech won. Things that just kind of don't fit with what we generally know about champions. So those seven. Uh, it's unfortunate for me that Gonzaga and Duke drew the same region. Every time I've done, we do like a simulation exercise on our show. Every time we've done it, I've had Gonzaga and Duke playing in the final, (laughs) and now they have to play in the regional final, which really stinks. Um, And especially from a betting standpoint, uh, you know, we could talk about that game, I guess, and I'd I'd be curious who you guys have advancing if those two were to end up playing. You know, like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I think if Duke gets Texas Tech in the Sweet 16 and they get Gonzaga in the regional final and it is a television show, I would be very skeptical of what the officiating is going to look like in the second half of both those games. And we have a lot of data points. We have a lot of data points. Duke and Gonzaga played in a 2015 regional final. I remember this game like it was yesterday. I had Gonzaga to win the tournament. Duke goes on to win the tournament that year. That was Julio Okafor and Justice Winslow, for people who remember. Um, Duke and Gonzaga played in a regional final. Gonzaga was already a name brand, kind of like this year. They were a little less accomplished. That was a two-point game with 10 minutes to play. Duke shot 12 free throws in the final five minutes. And a two-point game became like a nine-point Duke victory. And I will go to my grave thinking that the officials – basically unfairly determined the outcome of that game. If it's Coach K's final season and they play Texas Tech, who likes to get up and guard you, and that's their stamp, and they play Gonzaga, what evidence do we have that it's going to be different than that based on the fact this is a TV show? So I'm not a conspiracy theorist in general, but I would just throw that out there for public consumption. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. 
That's hellalma.com slash therapy60. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I love it. So are you fading Baylor and Arizona as number ones? I am. I do not. I'm skeptical of Arizona. I think that's like the right way to put it. And they are awesome, by the way. And this is like, you're, you're picking between really good teams, right, Aaron? So like, it's not not like, well, Arizona stinks or something. Like, they're a very good team. It's just we don't really have an example historically of a team, of a program that basically bottoms out, adds, entire, uh, adds new players that are almost entirely freshmen or young players with a coach that has never, like, sniffed a big game before as a head coach. And that team goes on to have, like, a tremendous run of success in the tournament. We don't really have a historical example of that. So it doesn't mean it can't happen. It doesn't mean Arizona can't win. It's just that they're being priced like it's a certainty that it's going to happen. They're being priced like we're positive, they're awesome. And I would just, especially in a region with, like, Villanova and Houston and even Illinois and some other teams that are long shots that I actually like in that region too – I'm, I'm very skeptical that they should be priced like this. So I, I like Arizona, just like I think they're awesome. Everybody who watches them, they're a really fun watch. But just like, should they be priced like this, right? Baylor, I feel more confident in because of the region that they're in. Um, and you're actually getting a, a much more advantageous price on Baylor to win their region. So more fading Arizona than Baylor, I would say. We're talking to Ken Barkley of You Better Your Bet here. Uh, Ken, if not Kansas in the Midwest, then who? We were talking through that bracket earlier, and we feel like, we don't know who it is, but if it's not Kansas, there's a lot of opportunity there because it's just it's a weird bracket with injuries, the coaching issue at LSU, Auburn, who I like a lot, but has certainly fallen the last three weeks. It's like we're trying to find who that is. For you, if you weren't penciling in Kansas to come out of the Midwest, where are you looking? I think I would pencil, and I don't even like this team very much, but the way this draw broke, uh, I would pencil in Auburn if it wasn't Kansas, and I would feel I would feel really good about it. I mean, the difference between Auburn and Wisconsin on a neutral court in Wisconsin is Auburn's three for people who don't have the bracket in front of them uh, is massive. The difference between Auburn and everybody in that region is pretty significant. LSU would actually provide the stiffest test from a spread standpoint. Uh, but as you mentioned, LSU has no coach. <laughs> so that's, you know, might be a bit of a problem. Put that in the con column, I think, like has no coach. That seems pretty bad. Um, and like facing NCAA tournament sanctions all over the place. So uh, I, I don't particularly like the prices on any of the non-Kansas teams to win the region. But for me, it's like I, I would just go by like who would be the biggest favorite. Um, you know, can I make a case for any of like the really, you know, kind of far down seeds? And, and I can't. I mean, I think the winner of that region is like if Kansas is going to end up being healthy, their big guys have some injuries right now. Uh, Mitch Lightfoot like may not play in the tournament. David McCormick's been injured the entire year, and that was true in the tournament as well. Like if they don't play, Kansas is vulnerable. If they play and that's, you know, sort of overblown, um, then I think they kind of just tear through this region. Ken, one of the fun things about March is uh, the unpredictable things, especially in the first week of the tournament. And it's I'd have to look up the numbers, but it seems like most seasons we have a matchup of double-digit seeds on Saturday or Sunday. So if you were to, to target a 12-13, 11-14, possibly 10-15 that we could see on Saturday, Sunday, where would you go? 
Who man? Well, the ten fifteen is probably going to be a little tough this year. That's uh, that's like, yes. That might be a bridge too far. And I don't even. I mean, there are yep. some twos that I don't. I don't like a ton. I think the fifteens are incredibly bad this year. Um, I don't know if I can get. Uh, okay, I'll give you an eleven fourteen. I actually think uh, if okay. I had to answer the double question, like the you know the nuclear region, that's just where everybody loses. Uh, I'll give you the LSU, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Colgate region. Actually, or pod. I should say. I think that's like a really good place to start. How can LSU not have extreme outcomes based on everything we just said about them, right? Could be awesome. Like, could still play very well. They're certainly a good team. Um, you know, they draw a pretty good power conference team in Iowa State. But sometimes I think they're just going to, like, kind of pack it in and lose that game by 100. Sometimes they're going to win. But, hey, extreme outcomes, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about upsets. Um, you know, who can really play way below their average rating. That's LSU. And then I'll just be honest, I really like Colgate in this game uh, against Wisconsin. Some of these Big Ten teams, uh, you know, basically are when the adjustments are made to their offensive and defensive ratings. So you'll, you'll hear adjusted efficiency all the time. That's something that's going to get thrown out a ton this week. Basically what's happening is these Big Ten teams are playing miserable defense in conference play, some of them, and some of the other power conference teams. These Big Ten teams are playing miserable defense, and the adjustments that are being made for them are basically like, well, I know Wisconsin and especially like Michigan and Michigan State, Ohio State. Well, I know they didn't guard anybody, and I know they allowed a million points a game. But, like, look who they played. So there's an assumption being made that once they stop playing those teams, the defense will get much better. And this was an argument that people tried to make last year for Ohio State, who lost to Oral Roberts in the first round, and for Iowa, who lost to Oregon in the second round. We were making these, People were making these same excuses for these teams, basically. And I just kind of contend, like, if you suck at defense – and you play at a good conference, I am ex- incredibly skeptical that you will not continue to suck at defense when we get to the NCAA tournament. So I will say with Wisconsin, on paper, their defense looks a lot better with adjustments and stuff. I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical. They're more than 100th in raw defensive efficiency and a raw offensive efficiency. They're basically not that good at anything. Um, so they're kind of having adjustments <laughs> made that make them look a little bit better. And Colgate, kind of a hyper-offense team, could potentially take advantage of that. Wisconsin is also miserable as a big favorite, and they are very rarely a big favorite because they're not very good. Um, so I think they're in a situation that we don't see very often. I think Colgate could win that game. You would get an 11-14, you know, probably more often than some other places. Are there any other first-round matchups that you like that maybe you've bet on the spread or outright? Sure, there are, there are a couple, Aaron. So, um, you know, I mentioned those Big Ten teams that I, I just am really dying to fade. I think Michigan is one of those, and I was expecting them to be favored against Colorado State. Colorado State's a Mountain West team. Mountain West teams don't win very often. Michigan has the name Michigan next to their team. Um, you know, great. Michigan can be favored in that game, no problem. Uh, I, I like Colorado State a lot, and I think Michigan's defense is having a lot of excuses kind of made for it as well, um, and that's a small spread game. I do like Colorado State a great deal in that game. Uh, another team that I think is being kind of, you know, lipstick on a pig, basically dressed up to, make, to be something that they're not is Miami. Um, I like USC a lot as a small favorite in that game. Um, I think there's actually a tremendous difference between those teams. And again, kind of because of who Miami played, um, how their statistics are being manipulated, basically, um, they're being made to look a lot better than they are. So those would be two that stand out. Ken, if you had to pick an 8-9 matchup that you're most interested in, mostly because you think the winner could either give a game, maybe an outright upset, but but a game to the one that they would be playing afterwards, which one would it be? You have Boise State, Memphis. You have uh, Carolina, Marquette. Seton Hall, TCU, and then San Diego State, Creighton. Now, of those eight, nine matchups, always interesting and, and obviously, you know, pretty much toss-ups here. Which one intrigues you the most? Well, Joe, it's interesting. I, I would say only because I think Kansas is a little dinged up and a little vulnerable, 
like San Diego State is a little interesting if they get out of that game and they play Kansas. Can they make that game like a total rock fight? Um, it is possible that that can happen. And I think the interesting thing, I'll kind of, I'll spin your question a little bit, just like, just because there's something interesting that kind of spins off of it. So I don't like the eight nines very much this year to produce second round winners. I think the seven tens have the potential to produce like four second round winners. <laughs> like, I think, I think actually like the second round upsets that we're accustomed to seeing in the tournament are much more likely this year. And it changes every year. It's just where the teams get put and they're all about the same. Um, I think the upsets are much more likely to come out of those seven tens. I think there's a lot of, you know, exciting mid-major teams, big programs, you know, teams like Loyola that I think can potentially be very, very interesting. All of those happen to be in seven tens this year. Um, so I would say those stand out a little more, but San Diego state, if Kansas is banged up is a little interesting as well. I want to follow up a little bit uh, your comments about a couple of the conferences uh, dead on with, uh, of course, the Mountain West and the, the issue defensively with these Big Ten teams. Are, are those two teams that you think you're going to be fading or are you looking at a, a weaker conference this year like the ACC? Well, I think, you know, for those power conference teams, there's always like, and, and you know, Joe, there's always like this like soft underbelly in those conferences. Like they have elite teams. They have teams that are ones and like that we like a lot. And then it's like the back end of those conferences that make the tournament. I just, I'm, those are always just dead fades for me. It is very rare that a lot of those teams just wake up and end up making a huge run in this situation. So it doesn't have to be the Big Ten. Now, the Big Ten has a few more of those teams in this year, I think. You know, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Rutgers, obviously, who plays in the opening night game. Those all stand out. Even Purdue plays miserable defense, I think, is tough to imagine them going particularly far. Um, so that's just kind of like the type of team that I would target, right? That kind of average lukewarm like fifth sixth team from a major conference that got in hasn't really achieved anything basically the entire season um but because of the conference that they play in and, and potentially their school name uh they're being given a lot of credit so I, I always push back against like the teams that kind of are giving credit that maybe haven't deserved it ken great stuff we appreciate it. have a great week on the show i'm sure it'll be a ton of fun ken barkley on the roman guest line get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your home, go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. How about that? I, I, I circled there Colgate, Wisconsin, when Ken said that. That's a 14-3. Mm -hmm. And then we mentioned that was the only one of the 14-3s that was under a 10-point number for the first that, round. I, we are on the same page because we started talking about that, about these possible double-digit matchups. Yep. That one jumps out. Lightning bets next right here on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.